shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and knows the best bear in cinema is Paddington. And I'm Jessica Quasi, your host who's a one-and-done kind of movie viewer who has never joined a cult. That we know of. That we know of. <laughs> the, you know, iconic You wouldn't be allowed to talk about it. Or I might not even realize I'm at, I am in a cult. That seems to be like the vibe is usually you're like, oh, shit, I'm in a cult. And you're oh, already deep no. into it. It's too late. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, I have started a cult over on my side of the screen um, with Groot and Grogu. Oh, and we, yeah, they're so ready for the little Wicker Man burning moment. We are. They got their robes on, all white. Look at you guys. Well, we are giving a second chance to... 2006's iconic Nicolas Cage vehicle, The Wicker Man. We chose this movie to review because Nicolas Cage is about to Nicolas Cage us in the unbearable weight of massive talent, playing Nicolas Cage. Good for him. We wanted to watch something that was Nick Cage, of course, but like one of his like lower reviewed movies you know because was it that bad so spoiler alert for everyone we're gonna be talking about wicker man from 2006 um for those of you who do not remember the movie or have never seen the movie let me read its synopsis a sheriff investigating the disappearance of a young girl from a small island discovers there's a larger mystery to solve among the island's secretive neo-pagan community yeah this movie is kind of hard to describe it's a very big movie a lot's happening here so i think the first part is right like trying to find this little girl on an island and something is not right that's it that's as simple as it gets there we go nick cage is here like that's all i think any movie that has nick cage should just say nick cage is here i'm in we're we're in it i'm in you're there right now in the Nick Cage van, or you're not? Like, um, get yeah. in or get out. Yeah, get in, hop on and hop off. Um, also, stick around for, like, later on in the episode, after we talk about Wicker Man, because I want to talk about the man himself, Nick Cage, because that's, that's kind of why we're here. Let's get into Nick Cage, man. I love him. I do. <laughs> in every way, I could. I do. So, Joe. Yes. Was this your second chance with the Wicker Man? Nope. Wow. This was my first chance with Wicker Man. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited to hear your take. <laughs> I'm one of those viewers that doesn't really care for, like, horror. I know this wasn't meant for me, and that's fine. Okay, fair. But, you know, it was fun watching it with uh, critic eyes, you know, what is it, like 20 years, almost 20 uh, years yeah. later? Oh, my God. I'm really excited to hear about your perspective with some fresh eyes on this film because i i saw this movie in theaters oh oh no so so i was in high school and i was into horror i at the time would go to the movie theater all the time uh you know weekends with my friends and i don't know like there was just something about the trailer that seemed like really mysterious and cool and like ooh, what's this going on um scary it was it was they definitely saved some of like the creepiest shots for the trailer. So we went like thinking it was gonna be like a really interesting horror mystery, like what is happening? And we just had like the best time laughing at this movie. Like truly right away, everyone in the theater was like, Oh, this is what it is. And it was one of those experiences where like everyone just in the theater was having a really 
good laugh at it. Um, and then that carried on throughout high school. My friends and I were obsessed with it. We would quote it. We would whip it out. Like when we're just like all like hanging out, we just throw on Wicker Man and laugh at it. So I watched it multiple, multiple wow. times. Yeah. My friends wow. and I were super into is, it. Is this one of the first movies you've watched multiple times that I've never watched? I think so. Oh my God. Of course, it's this Nick Cage movie. I also just like, I've said it multiple times in this show. I love bad movies. I love them. I love laughing at them. I love the weirdness of it. So the, yeah, this shit was right up my alley. This, however, was my first time. Re- I hadn't wa- rewatched it in like ooh, like 10 years at least. So this was the first time I'd seen it in a while. And it was the first time that I can remember sitting and watching it by myself and like looking at it with a critical eye, not just Oof. like laughing at it. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, wow. I'll say that. Well, since it was your many time, my first time, I kind of want to know what other people thought about their first time. Absolutely. Let's get into the best part of the episode. It's time for reviews. Oh man. All right. So let's start off with some positive comments. Hopefully, there's some positive ones about Cage, but who knows? David Nusser of Real Film Reviews. There's just something inherently entertaining about watching Nicolas Cage one-up himself every few minutes. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! I mean, that guy's just, like, truly is giving it his all, delivering such ridiculous lines with such strong emotion. I mean, he's really topping himself every moment. Why Thompson of LYT rules <laughs> his initials. Oh, I love that one. Good That's for a him. funny name for a website. Uh, <laughs> features an over-the-top leading man utilizing every single tick in his arsenal that has ever been impersonated by a comedian and doing so seemingly with gleeful abandon and blissful unawareness. Wow. I thought that was actually a really nice compliment until the blissful unawareness. Like, damn, that's rude. Um, (laughs) Wow. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, he he really is, like, crazily over the top. Um, But, like... I don't feel that. I don't don't feel the sense of over the top. Because I guess uh, the amount of Nick Cage movies I've seen... Yeah. I think there's more nick cageier movies out there oh yeah what is it movie vampires kiss like that's his most in my opinion i mean yeah i think there's other nick cage movies where he's doing his the most i think the over i i personally think like the over the topness is him trying to convey like just being so like freaked out and unsure it has to get to the bottom of this but I think everything else happening in the movie doesn't fit that tone. And I think that's sort of why it sticks out more in this. I don't know. I think there were some directing choices here that that may be why he looks so odd in this. Bruce Bennett of Spectrum, St. George, Utah. This film falls into the good weird category. Even if you don't care for it, you will love telling people about it. Yep. <laughs> I can attest. (laughs) I think one of those things, so there's a moment in the movie, I don't know if I need to tell you this now or later, that at least I knew about, like, not the bees! Yeah. Not the bees! Iconic, yes. (laughs) Not in the version I watched. Me neither! I think I put in, I I rented it from the library, put the DVD in theatrical side, because I thought... Yeah, Is that no. What you did? I, no, so I had to rent it off Amazon. Okay. Um, and I remember I saw it in theater. So if you watch the theatrical version, why the fuck wasn't it in that? And I don't know. I yeah, no, like when we were wrapping things up, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, where is that? Where the fuck did that? I was mad. That's like the number one thing I know about this movie is he yeah. freaked out about putting on a and I've seen the clip where right. they put on a bee helmet. Yeah. And then earlier I learned he was allergic to bees i was yeah. like okay so yeah. putting on that helmet is not going to be the best for him no no i see, ne- I see never came 
It's so weird. Did they it's take it so out? Weird. I think they did. Which like which version why? Did I watch? What the fuck happened? Because it happened to me too. I was so the director's about cut it. was like, mm, uh, no, mm, I don't want the bees in there. Sorry, now. no, I, I know don't. That's I like, regret it. I know that's the centerpiece this movie is based off around, or it's the most iconic thing for the movie. Yes. Take it out. 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 What the fuck? I was so mad. So that's mad. It's almost about like it. if ET they like. You know when they fly with bicycles? No, he's just going to take a little jump on a ramp and keep going. <laughs> we're take it out. Nah, we're just going to, nah, not show that. Yeah, it's super weird because I remember distinctly like when it happens in the movie. And I was like, wait, wait, what? I, I, first I was like, I haven't seen it in a long time. Maybe it came at another point. But then when he's in the man, I was like, what the fuck? I was, I have questions. I have questions. Uh, I told my sister who's a giant Nick Cage fan. Nice. And she was livid yeah didn't get to enjoy that and she sent me the clip immediately yeah and i was like oh this should be the thing that's in there right because they break his legs off screen and i yeah. thought that's a that's a weird choice so like in what i watched and I, it sounds like you maybe watched it too was like they they trap him after he like finds out everything going on they trap him and then they like carry him to the wicker man and burn him and yeah. like there's these weird voiceovers that are like oh, no stop it's so bizarre and you hear like a crunch like they break yeah. his leg yeah. all the things that are in that b clip why did you take it out and like fade to black and yeah. then do it off screen and it was so weird because it's just like the the disembodied voices of like torture while this like cult is carrying him like what the fuck i was like so thrown off by that because i distinct like not the bees is one of the most iconic things about that movie and for me like i i would argue it's it's the iconic yeah it's the only <laughs> iconic thing about that movie <laughs> okay yeah i think you're right about that but like they oh, have man. they have a scene where they burn a giant like wooden statue of a person and i it's not very like iconic no it's just oh they're burning it cool yeah, they could okay. have had a really cool cinematography shot of it but that bees thing is just wild yeah that's one of time it's, um and it's all cage man do you have another i have one more i have one more go for it chris hewitt from saint no yeah chris hewitt from saint paul pioneer press said i may be alone in this and you'll have to give me the benefit of the doubt wait and you'll have to give it the benefit of a lot of doubt, but I thought it was interesting. Good for you, it Chris. Is, it is interesting, it's but interesting. I don't think that's because of this movie. I think it's because of the story that was created years ago. I think there are some, like, look, hey, I'm just going to say it now. I love cult shit. Like, cult stuff is really horrifying and fascinating to me i don't know if your cult is gonna like that you're talking i know or would it like you to get the word out about the cult that's true maybe i'm their messenger maybe i won't return again who knows but like cult stuff especially in like horror movies is something that like endlessly fascinates me so i like some of these things i'm like you know what this could be really good like this could have been really cool if it was handled right there's some there are some interesting things at play here. Handled like midsummer. I got I got some thoughts. Okay, we'll talk about that. We'll later, talk then. about I have an idea. I have a really good idea. And we'll get there. Well, I just I saw this after seeing Midsummer. So Yeah, see I when I'm this, watching this, I was like, oh, that's like that thing that they have. It's like, okay, I hadn't watched this since I'd watched Midsummer, and watching it now, it really is like a PG 13 Midsummer shot like a lifetime movie like that's the vibe i could see that yeah all right now for what everyone was waiting for negative reviews yep we gotta do it we gotta shit on wicker man because a whole lot of people did terry lawson with detroit free press said cage over the years has more than earned a reputation as an actor who is not afraid to embarrass himself but in the cause of the wicker man that seems less a condemnation than a horrible misjudgment. I mean, ugh, that's all over the place. I no. I think it's good when an actor just goes for it yeah. is able to risk embarrassment. Like, this is what we're doing. I'm, we're playing make-believe. Yeah. 
No, I I totally agree with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with an actor who's not afraid to embarrass himself. Um, and I think, yeah, Nick Cage has definitely earned that reputation, and that's why we love him. Yeah. Jack Matthews, New York Daily News. The 73 film is brilliantly constructed and ends with a punctual mark that was so shocking in its day. Laboot's movie attempts to shock as well and does, given the names involved in the casting of Cage, it is shockingly bad. Oh, Oh, oh! Is that seventy three film up on that high pedestal for you? Apparently, apparently, oh. it I'm, was a game changer. I'm glad I went into this never seeing the original and could just see the just movie be. as it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I still like I said, I didn't see the seventy three movie. I know people regarded very highly, um, but I, yeah, I didn't even realize this was a remake until. A couple years ago. I still haven't seen the original. I do want to. I'm very curious. I don't care. I'd rather just watch Midsommar again. There you go. Matt Stevens from E! Online said, something wicker this way comes and you'd be advised to stay away. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. But he was really trying for a pun. He really was. He was trying to be really smart here. Uh, it's cute. I'll give it to him. He gave me Cute a attempt. Chuckle. Yeah, yeah. Brian Tellerico of UGO in, a, <clears throat> in the final act of The Wicker Man, when Nicolas Cage has donned a bear suit, you have to wonder just what it is you're watching. <laughs> yeah, I will say, like, that is definitely the pinnacle of like, what the fuck is this? Especially when he's like running around in it too. That's when it's definitely the most ridiculous. So because I've watched Midsommar first. Oh. Um, everyone, if you've never seen Midsommar and you are in for a really creepy time, go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for mild spoilers of that movie. They at least, they have a bear suit at the end. And like, they at least hint at it throughout the movie. This, I don't remember any hints or foreshadowing of a bear suit. So, like, me seeing the bear suit, I'm like, oh, it's part of that religion. Like, I I got the connection, but I don't think this movie did a great job of explaining why he has a bear suit. So, I always thought, like, he just throws the bear suit on because they're having that weird harvest festival moment. Everyone's, like, in animal costumes. So I have always thought that he wore the bear suit to blend into their little festival because everyone's wearing animal costumes and he yeah. just steals it from someone, which mm-hmm. like, sure, get that logic completely. Okay. Yeah. But like the, the way it's done here is just so ridiculous, especially when he like takes the head of the bear suit off and he's just like running around the forest with like a little girl he's holding. He's just like, <gasps> then it's like, oh my Why'd God. Why'd you take it off? You were in total like... <laughs> Hide, it covers your face. They won't know. Oh, it's him. It's so ridiculous. It looks like him running around in the bear suit. It looks stupid. Kim Newman of Empire Magazine. He said, Bad idea, bad film. <laughs> I will say the idea of giving this a remake isn't the worst idea. I think it could have been like a really good, like, creepy horror thriller uh bad bad film yeah 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 but i don't i think that's more of it being released in 2006 when yeah we were just trying to pump the sequels out and yeah. not really focusing on quality i mean the horrors in that era era were not all good oh, we've reviewed a, a yeah. couple of them for sure we we know that that time period was like for horror and it wasn't cute all right last but certainly not least is our girl <gasps> oh Nell Minow. She oh my had something to say. Yes, what'd you guys say? Nell Minow of Movie Mom. The gimmicky horror flick conventions ultimately dragged the film to a screeching halt. Ooh, that's a good observation, Nell. You know she's always good for us. She's so smart. Jeez, yeah, yeah. I will say, like, there are some horror movie conventions they try to do, but because, like, Again, it's like a 2006 horror movie. They just come off as super cheesy. doesn't work well. God damn, Nell. Always just so smart. 
All right. Well, that's enough for reviews. I'm ready to hear what you thought about this movie this time around. Well, I'm ready to hear what you thought of this movie. I want to hear. Okay. What what did you know about this movie kind of going into it? And what was your experience like from your fresh eyes? So the only thing I knew, uh, two things. That one, it was just like always look, this is the stupidest movie ever. <laughs> like I disagree. It's it's not awful. I would give it a solid like 50, 55. Because like okay. there's a one, a clear plot. I understand what's happening. Yeah. Which if, I'm, if I can't understand it, you've, you've lost me as a movie. But at least you know he goes there because he's trying to help his ex find a girl that may or may not be his. Um, we learned that later on. But, like, I didn't know that. But, like, you know what? That that was fine with me. So you didn't know, like, he's going to a I have no idea island. why he's – I have no idea. I just know he goes to, like, a creepy cult. Um, they have some bees at some point, and yep. their idea is to put this bee thing on his face, and he'll shout, "Not the bees! Not the bees!" <laughs> and then, um, I assume that the title "Wicker Man" they'll burn some sort of giant wooden statue. I just thought he's just caged, being caged, and I'm I'm fine with whatever this 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 to me felt like it was a thriller. It was tr- for some reason was like. We have to be a horror movie because there's paganism in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not scary. The moments that we think are scary turn out to be just, like, fantasy sequences. And yeah. I was like, why do we need that? That wasn't necessary if it's not real. There are so many uncomfortable fantasy sequences, not because they're scary, but because they all involve, like, brutal things happening to young girls. Like, they're either getting pummeled by vehicles, they're drowning, one shows up dead in his arms, which is like, it's just like, God, do I, why? What is this motif we're going for of, like, dead blonde girls? Like, I don't, why are we doing this? Stop it. Knock it off. So, um, to me, this was just a basic thriller of let's try and find a missing person and just, he's going to one person to the next person to the next person getting, I can't even call them clues, just like barely information yeah because it's it because most people are just like look at him like no i don't know what you're talking about nothing like that happens here <laughs> i've never heard of that girl's name yeah uh, her name's over on the wall Who's that <laughs> don't look at that wall like it's it's really annoying what, what are we doing can we make a decision please because like Cage is the only character that we like can connect with because he's the only normal human in the movie. Uh, it was, it was tough. On that note, that's like the first thing I want to talk about because it's very overall like. So the like you said, the plot is very understandable, but like once he gets to that island, it all kind of falls apart. So like, what the island is trying to do here is. Basically, they want him there to be a human sacrifice in the end. Okay? Cool. Got that. But, like, while he's on the island... Also, one thing that blew my mind this time around is this movie is so long, and it takes place within, like, two and a half days. (laughs) Holy shit. Didn't realize that until this time around. Like, wow, this is a short period of time. Why is this two hours long? Um, But, okay. Why does the island of the cult ladies, not all just stick to one page. Like, we have the mom, his ex-fiance, pretending like her daughter has gone missing, and then everyone else on the island is pretending that this girl either never existed or she did exist and she died tragically in a fire, and the mom has just lost her mind. Let's all stick to one story. Let's all stick to one fucking story. Like, why don't we all pretend like she's real and she's missing, and that, like, distracts him? Because, like, this is a lot of work. If the entire cult knows we're luring guys in here on a yearly basis or a four-year basis, however it is, just to sacrifice them, we should all be on the same page. Yeah. Like, or like try and play it cool. The first change that I would make to this movie is have the island and the 
the cult seem like almost like a utopia, like very nice, very welcoming, like, oh my goodness, thank you, big strong man for coming out here to try to find this missing girl. We cannot find her. And like, have it all- We have looked everywhere. We have looked everywhere. We do not know. We need a man. Cause like, it's, it's so weird that like they're doing all of this to trap a guy on the island to sacrifice when he's like already there. Like he's already there. We don't need to play mind games with him if the ultimate goal is to sacrifice him. Like just distract him for a little bit while y'all prep and like have him look for a little girl. And like, it's just, it's also very confusing for the viewer. Cause like we can't even understand what to follow or like what the story of these characters are. So like, we can't get into it because we don't even really know what the fuck is happening. And so, like, because of all this weird behavior, the end reveal is not, like, exciting because we've spent so much time being like, wait, what the fuck is even happening? What is I happening? Think, yeah, we should have had that false sense of security. Maybe yeah. we even get the hint of, like, behind closed doors, we see the women, like, we got them where we want them. Some weird and, like, stuff. like, you know they've got a plan. Yeah. Maybe, like, it's all well and fine and beautiful and cool. And there's just some things that seem, like, a little, like, huh. And it can just be explained, like, oh, well, this is a different way of life. You know, whatever. But, like, it's just all so weird that, like, we can't even follow what's happening. And it's just all too much. Like, have like have the cult be on one page. Have them be distracted looking for this missing girl. And then, boom, like, everyone's in on it. Oh, shit. Um, because it's so bizarre, too, like, the mother of the missing girl seems, like, super elusive about her daughter missing, which is so annoying. Like, she's just, like, not mysterious. She's just kind of like, I, my daughter's missing. I can't tell you, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I can't help That's your you. kid. Yeah, go find her. Uh, I think it's really weird that he's a cop. Can I just also say he's, like, a really bad cop? Like, he's not a good detective. He's really which bad at Which is why I don't think his character needs to be a cop, because the only time it matters that he's a police officer is the beginning before the island when he's just writing tickets for everyone and yeah. helping a girl that drops her doll out of the car, which turns out she was a twat, so... Yeah, and then, oh my god, she's in the cult. Did you pick up on that? Because I never picked up on that until this time around. The little girl? The little girl and her mom and the female cop from the beginning, we see a shot of them when the whole cult is taking off their, like, costumes. They're there. Anyway. Realized. He doesn't need to be a cop because he's not good at a, not being good. a cop. Because nope. it's constantly like, hey, I'm a cop, and you're going to tell me. <laughs> uh, you're not a cop in this state. You're yeah. not a cop on this <laughs> island. Um, do you have a warrant? Like, you're just yeah you're a cop it's like me like running up like hey i'm a cashier <laughs> give me some change like that's not how any of it works no. and they even say that they're like yeah you're a cop in california but we're in washington so like shut the fuck up so oh. yeah he does not need to be a cop he also falls for so many red herrings very easily so he's just a very bad frustrating cop but he's also I not a detective he's like a highway patrolman yeah. They give us tickets, so why is he doing, like, investigation? Oh, I was... Uh, it's no. super weird. And, like, the whole getting into the island is initially like, hey, my ex-fiance has a daughter who she can't find. Okay, well, to have her call the police. Yeah, that sucks for her. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing my thing. Yeah. Ex, bye. I don't think it needs to be a romantic relationship that brings him to an island. Maybe it's, like... I don't even know why. I don't need to... Uh, I need well, they do reason. say something at the end, which is, like, they could have rewritten this, but whatever, where the harvest has to be an outsider who is still connected by blood. So that's why they are luring men in and getting themselves impregnated by them so that they can sacrifice. So it's, like, part of the lore. But again, it works even better, and they do it at the end where they get oh, <laughs> Jason God. Ritter and James Franco. Yeah. Just keep picking them up at bars. Like, yeah. I think that's the way to reel people in. Yeah. Oh, um, Aaron Eckhart was an extra. What? what? He's in it. <laughs> Who? As one of, like, the Weird Island guys? Right at the beginning of the movie. He's, like, sitting at a diner or bar where Cage walks in. I was like, whoa, Eckhart's in this? And then he leaves the diner, and he is not in it ever again because he is 
just an extra in this movie. That's really funny. So I was doing some research on Neil Laboot, our director, because I have no idea who he is. I really didn't. I wasn't familiar with him at all, and I've seen this movie so many times. And Aaron Eckhart starred in his first movie ever made. And this movie sounds horrifying. It's called In the Company of Men. Let me read you the synopsis because I found this. I hated it. Two business executives, one an avowed misogynist, the other recently emotionally wounded by his love interest, set out to exact revenge on the female gender by seeking out the most innocent, uncorrupted girl they can find and ruining her life. Oh, no. What the fuck in the what in the world? Get what? And yeah, Aaron Eckhart is the star as Chad. Chad. Going back to the idea of like changing the vibe, making him feel comfortable so he can like put his guard down a bit and so like we as the audience too. Um, I feel like I want everyone on the island to have like the Frances Conroy's character energy, Dr. Moss, because she seems like she's very like well spoken and it's like, oh hello, like very nice, like seems nice and positive and upbeat, but there's like some sort of thing going on like you can't quite put your finger on it but there's more to the story with her and that's like a way more interesting vibe than what everyone else is doing which is just like outright aggressively creepy Lily Sobieski was in this yeah girl and I thought, where have you been forever? where have you been and she's hardly in this and when yeah. she's in it she's doing wild she things. gets her ass tossed into the wall he's assaulting a lot of women on this island and I'm not Whoa. here for it is he? I but I will say he assaults Sister Beach, just punches, just punches her square in the punches face, punches her in the face. But like, so it's like Sobieski, like jumps okay, on his yeah, back and yeah, stuff. Sure, uh, he can he can fight her off. But like, sure. nah, he just sucker punches but he the just other one. Deck, he just walked up and decked her square in the face. I will say a positive thing about this movie. Sure. When we're introduced to the beehives, or just like they that they have a lot of bees on the island, I really like the shot of the bird's eye view shot of all like the they're not pentagrams, but like the um the hexagons. Oh yeah, almost like the honeycomb. Yeah, all it's all the grass is cut in honeycomb shaped. I was like, this looks fun. Yeah, stay here more. (laughs) Spend more time in the unique looking place. Yeah, I will say there's some things working for it where you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. But it's all just totally overshadowed. So Ellen Bernstein pops up and she's our our, yeah. our cult leader, which is like dope role for her. Yeah. And I think she's actually, she's doing the damn thing. But like watching her, I'm like, holy shit, did she's just like in a different movie entirely. And that seems like a better movie. And I want to be in her movie. Like, where she's at, that's where we should she be. She also shows up way too late to the party. Like, really? It's like 30 to 20 minutes left of the movie, and they're like, here's our cult leader. Why isn't she, like, the first person? To, where like, has she been? Because she's, like, really got that, like, like creepy, but, like, I'm, I just mean well kind of vibe. That's, like, really interesting. We, yeah, totally misused her. Some of the ending twist of it could have been like a really sick reveal the movie just didn't suck and i blame the director and writer here like i really do i think they didn't know what they were trying to go for if this is a horror if this is a thriller if this is a mystery if this is a murder mystery like what the fuck is this they didn't know there were there's a lot of like it just feels like lost like lost in whatever this is okay so before we end i have an idea yeah okay And I think this is a really fucking good idea. And I want this to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But here's what I want to happen. Sure. So Nicolas Cage, the other day, did uh, Ask Me Anything on Reddit. And I want to get more into that here in a moment. Yes, he did. I sure as hell want to talk about that. That's for sure. Yeah. But there was one response he gave that got me thinking. That got the wheels fucking turning in my noggin. Someone asked, who is a director you would like to work with? And he wrote, I would love to work with Christopher Nolan. Of course, great answer. I would love to work with Ari Aster. I would love to work with Robert Egger. So Ari Aster directed Hereditary Midsommar. Robert Egger did The Witch and The Lighthouse. 
let's get one of those two. Either one can totally pull this off. And to remake the remake of The Wicker Man. Whoa. Would you cast everyone else that was in this? For sure, Nicolas Cage. Gonna abs- No question. He's the, he's the lead. He's, he's going to do the lead. Um, and what can get, if Alan Barkin's up for coming back, cool. And yeah, let's get Kathy Bates in there too. Um, Frances Conroy, if she wants to come back, awesome. No one else though. Everyone else can totally be interchanged. Ellen like, Burson would be 90. Damn. It, yeah, like I said, if she's up for it. If she's up for it and still has the energy, come on, girl, we got you. If not, understandable, you're almost 90. I think this, that would be sick if we got like the really super eerie horror vibe that those two directors can pull off. Remake or remake? Remake That's a, bold a fucking move. remake with Nicolas Cage in it. People would fucking watch it because it's Nicolas Cage. I like, I'd be front in line watching that opening night. And yeah, I think this could be a really actually like the content of this movie. It's been proven with the original in the right hands could be sick as hell. So let's get one of those two in there to remake the remake. I don't think we need this. I I want it. I don't. We don't need it. We technically don't need any movie, but I want it. Disagree. We need some movies. Like what? What do we need? We need Toy Story. <laughs> it teaches about friendships and trying. That's nice. Joe, what is the final verdict for your first time ever watching Wicker Man? I mean, had it not been for this podcast, I wouldn't have watched it a first time. And after watching it a first time, I don't need to give it a second time. It, it's not great, but it's it's not terrible. It's just not... It's not great. It's just okay. It's a mediocre thriller of a missing person that has a kind of a twist on the end. Which is why I definitely don't need a remake of this movie. <laughs> um, all right. See, I think I loved this movie. I loved ripping apart this movie. I loved laughing at this movie. Oh, God. Um, but again, totally different vibe when you're watching it with a group of people willing to do so and when you're watching it by yourself so i totally get why you watching it your first time alone would be like yeah this is not anything like, I, get, like, I get it yeah totally. it was all right i will say for it though i think the worst thing a movie can be is boring and this is not it it's not boring at all it's I, again i can Follow the plot. I know what's happening, so good job, movie, for being coherent. It's just you drop the ball and tone, and that's really where it is for me. Of like, I don't think this movie knows what it wants to be. No, I totally agree with you on that. I think the director who also wrote this needed to be very clear with the tone, and they are not. At times, it's like trying to be like a creepy thriller, mystery. At times it's like, oh wait, should we be a horror though? I don't know. Like it's, you need to stick with it and go there. And that's not what happened. And I think that ultimately was like the downfall of it, in my opinion. Um, My answer is kind of ridiculous. If you've never seen this movie, don't give it a first chance. If you've seen this movie like me back in the day and you thought it was a riot and just like laughed so much and re-quoted it, quoted it all the time with your friends, I'd say get those friends back together and sit down and watch them or sit down and watch with people who had the same experience with that movie. The worst thing you could do is watch it by yourself. Never watch this movie by yourself. Just don't. Well, now you tell me. I'm sorry. I thought you knew. I didn't realize you'd never saw this movie before. It serves its purpose for a good laugh, and but you got to have the right vibe and people with you to laugh at it. And if you don't, it's going to be a weird time. Um, yeah, I do agree with you, though. Like, it's not like there's some cool elements here. It's not like as horrific as people kind of make it out to be. But it's not a good movie. And that's that's okay. It's all right. All right. What I want to talk about before we wrap wrap it all up and put a button on this show. Because Nicolas Cage is a massive talent. Yeah. Let's let's talk about him. You know what? What are your favorite Nick Cage movies and or performances? And what oh. do you, and the penultimate question. 
what is his cagiest performance? Oh my god. Okay, so this is a really this question is a lot because there are cage performances that are actually genuinely very good and like fits with the movie and works. And then there are some where like the movie's wild, he's wild, and I still love it. So like let's do first the like he's wild and the movie's wild. Uh aka not good. Um I will say Wicker Man's on there for me. Vampire's Kiss is on there for me. That's where that like meme of him going like comes from. Uh Face Off is on there. Con Air. Um, and then when he's like he's good. And also when the movie's wild, he's not bad. He's just always given it his all, which can make it wild if the movie doesn't work. But like where the movie's genuinely good and works really well, Raising Arizona, he's so good in that. Um oh god, Moonstruck. He's really good at Moonstruck. Um uh what's the one adaptation? He won an Oscar for Leaving Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. I always thought that movie was kind of just boring and like like dark. Um, yeah. So I wasn't super into that. National Treasure, iconic. Kick-Ass. The ones I like the most, I think the most rewatchable ones are going to be The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off. Uh, Face Off being his most cagiest performance. Yeah, yeah. Mostly because I really like that he gets to be the good guy and the bad guy both yeah um which is great uh but when he's the bad guy he's insane um yeah my i think his best best performance or the thing i like him in the most that i think fuck i just really like this movie is adaptation i think Mm -hmm. he also has to play two different people kind of neurotic uh charlie who's essentially the author of the the writer of the movie and then his twin brother donald who's like carefree like whatever dude like oh man i like that he has to play to himself uh it's i think that's the movie that it's just so good it's really good i think his most cagiest performance is vampire's kiss um but he's so interesting again my sister just showed me a lot of nick cage clips this morning is that where he talks about alphabetizing things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The alphabet moment. Uh huh. Hundred percent. Yeah. That is a good moment. That's a good moment. And then recently, he's been doing some really interesting things, like interesting indie movies that like really just like go there with like what they're doing. Like I think Mandy is not so. Uh, Color Out of Space is not so. Willie's Willie's Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Pig is the new one. I haven't seen it yet. I'll probably see it soon. And then The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is also a super interesting movie. He's kind of just like down for anything, which I think is really cool. You know, it's probably the best movie he's in. That's not necessarily... He's not in it much. Into the Spider-Verse. He gets to play Spider-Man Noir. Oh my god, that's right! Yeah. Yeah! So... Can I read to you and our listeners of the AMA some of the questions and answers? Because some of them really brought me a lot of joy. Yeah. I think they will for you too. Just starting us off. I thought this was really endearing. I like this vibe. What's the movie quote you hate most when strangers holler it at you in public? And he said, I don't have any quotes. I'm glad they remember the movie. Question. I thought this was funny. Dear Mr. Travolta, how has life changed for you since changing faces with Nicolas Cage? Do you regret the decision or would you do it again? And Nicolas Cage wrote, ha 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 ha. What genre of movies do you like best? Independently spirited dramas. And by independently spirited, I mean the types of stories and characters that studios are too chicken to touch. I love that. Calling him out. Is there a performance of yours you feel gets misunderstood by fans who turn it into a meme or gag? And he gets very deep about this. I like this response. Well, let's talk about the difference between meme and the word gag. My understanding is, I like, I'm 
I like Nicolas Cage describing what he thinks a meme is. My understanding is that meme represents a symbol of a pop culture movement of sorts, and gag is somewhere in the realm of a diss. And I don't look at anything anymore as a diss. I see it more as a recognition of some sort of expression. I like... I like that he's down to embarrass himself in movies, like we talked about earlier. And then when people make fun of him, he's like, sure. They're talking about it. You liked, you saw the movie. That's cool. Here's a solid question. What's your favorite pasta shape? I once, I once went to an Italian restaurant in San Francisco about 25 years ago with Charlie Sheen. Because they had square tube pasta. And he was very interested in trying square tube pasta. And we did. And we loved it so much we went back the next day to try it again. Damn, that pasta stuck with him 25 years later. I want to try it. Would you do a face-off too? Yes. Hell yeah, let's fucking go. Do you like bees? Yes. (laughs) I would have to say they're my favorite insect. They make us honey, bees, and then the firefly. And ants are interesting. Bumblebees. Bumblebees are, are quite adorable. Don't get me started on the praying mantis. <laughs> um, I wonder if you forgot that this was a reference to this movie. I I don't think you remember. I don't think it clicked. No, it did not. If only three of your film could be preserved for prosperity, which three would you choose? He said, bringing out the dead, pig, and leaving Las Vegas. So those are his top three. I've never heard of Bringing Out the Dead. Neither had my sister, who's seen all of his movies. Here's an interesting one. What movie can you watch over and over and still not get bored? Apocalypse Now and Spirited Away. I would I have never. That. I would have never guessed that those two was <laughs> a pairing. No, I think that that's really sweet. He loves Spirited Away. That makes me happy. <laughs> Here's one I really like. What is your dream role that you have yet to complete? I would like to play Jules Verne's Captain Nemo because of the character's love of the ocean. I share that with him. Why haven't we made this movie, guys? I remember watching the old Disney 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea when yeah. I was younger. Oh my like, god, yeah. Oh, where love tell you, lad. And like, I remember really enjoying it. I'd really like to watch that again. You know what? If some if Cage wants to make a movie where he is like in a submarine and die, like exploring the ocean, why the fuck isn't anyone just like, green light? Yeah, all right. Man, if I was a studio producer and these big name celebrity actors were like, uh, this is what I'd like to be made. Okay. Uh, I think I don't want, I'm think a part of the red carpet he was a part of recently because the Batman was also releasing the what Batman villain would you like to be? And his response was Egghead from like the nine from the sixties Batman. I think I could do good things with him. Damn. I've been thinking about it. What? Oh. Make that movie. I love that he is much of a movie dork as the rest of us. Like that is really endearing to me. Like when he's asked about movies and pop culture, like he really thinks about it. Like he has an answer that he is true to himself. I think that's rad. I think it's so rad that he's just like a buff like the rest of us. Face Off is one of my favorite action movies. How did you go through the process of learning to portray a different actor? Thanks for all you do. He responds, thank you. Face Off is my favorite action movie, largely because we had the maestro, John Woo, to direct. The process was a matter of getting video of Travolta's dailies and trying to study it so I could copy his voice and movement. Travolta, conversely, did the same with my dailies. Hell yes. Hell yeah. He gives it his all. He studied Travolta. So yeah, um, Nick Cage, super fun actor. He's so fun. I would be so down to do other movies of his for this show. So fun story. Story time. Oh. I've seen the legend in person. I don't know if I've... Have I told you the story? I feel like I had to... I don't know. I don't think so. Sister was visiting in town. Oh, my God. She saw him, too? And she has an actress friend who invited us out to the Magic Castle. While we're at the Magic Castle, I'm, I'm really good at spotting people in crowds. 
And I was like, Jackie, I need you to pay attention to me and not freak out. Can you promise <laughs> me that? Yeah, what? What do you want? <laughs> I m- might regret telling you this, but I, I would hate myself if I didn't. Turn around. Nick Cage is over, over there. <gasps> She's trying to contain herself. Like, what do I say? I need to talk to him. Oh, my God. Uh, first of all, calm down. You need to treat him just like he's a human being because he's here with his family and, like, don't fucking bother him. But if she planned her time and moment to, like, go say hi when he was, like, walking to, like, some sort of table or so, when his family wasn't around. Um, again, listeners, don't harass those celebrities. Let them live no, their lives. No, yeah. Um, but if, like, you get a moment and just, like, say a quick, hi, I like you, bye. She pulls out her phone just to show him my phone case has you on it. It's a, the phone case was a pepperoni pizza and on all the pepperonis were Nick Cage face. And he's like, <laughs> That's, I just wanted to show you this. I don't need a picture. I just wanted to show you. Oh, that's great. We go really great together. Nice <laughs> meeting you. And just goes about his day. Oh, my like, God. What a nice guy. I love that. Good spirit. Just like, you know what? It happened, you know. That's sweet. That's really sweet. I love that. And you know what? Because she didn't harass him for a picture, it's a great moment we have forever now. Yeah. That is way more special than just a photo. I like that. Have I ever told you what my uh, sister's middle name is? Is it Nicholas or Cages? It's Nicole. Okay. After Nicholas Cage. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's Nicole. It's Nicole. Whoa, where's the bombshell? I just thought you would put it together, Nicholas Nicole. I I got Um, that, but I didn't see why it was relevant. The fact that it is named after, she's named after Nicholas Cage. Why why did Mama Dawn be like, you know uh, what? Boom. She apparently really liked him at the time. What 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 do you think? What were the movies then? Let's you know what? That's when a was great sister question. what what year was 97. Yeah, 97. Uh, so she would have been in the womb like 96, 97. Again, that was the hot year that you had the rock <laughs> on air face off, and your mom's just like, fuck yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we did it. Um, if if y'all want to hear us review another Nick Cage movie, please let us know. I am so down to do it. I'll watch anything this man is in. Please let us know. Even G Force. I would. I would do it for him. Yeah. You don't know what G Force is. It's the squirrels, right? Or the chipmunks? So close. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movie. Uh, you can find everything of ours down in the show notes. Uh, all of our social medias are Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find our podcast. We're on YouTube if you want a visual. Um, big thank you as always to BD McBeatface for making our super fun theme song. Let us know what you guys think. How did you watch The Wicker Man the first time? Super alone by yourself or in a crowd and laughing at it? We want to know. What's your favorite Nick Cage movie? Please like subscribe do all the things it super helps i know every content creator and podcaster asks you to do that it actually really does help with the algorithm so if you like us and you enjoy us and you want us to keep doing this please like subscribe review comment all those things please and yeah we'll be back again very soon with another second chance movie second chance movie